Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everybody, welcome to the Renee Stubbs Tennis Podcast. Although I'm starting to think we should just call it the Patubsy pod, <laughs> pod, Podcast. Um, welcome to day what the hell? Oh, day day seven. eight. Well, no, day eight because it's day nine tomorrow. But it's we started Sunday. on Sunday. Should we keep it, talking at the same, same time? time? <laughs> it's day eight is now finished. It's day nine tomorrow. Um, but that's not true. It's we started on Sunday and today is Sunday. Those are seven days, or am I crazy? No, you're right. It's eight days. Okay. Look, here's yes. the bottom line. Hi everyone. We're gonna get into what happened today, and what's happening in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. Is still the Med. Uh, sorry, the Rublev Demonor match, which is for love in the fifth. So we're gonna do our podcast because we have to go to bed at some point, and we're gonna let you know what happens in that match. And um, just a little FYI from the side note, it's four zero for Rublev in the fifth. However, he started to cramp. Exactly. So Three we'll s- points ago, so we keep an eye on that. We'll see what happens. All right, let's start with the guys. Uh, Novak, 6-love, six 6-love. Six 6-3. Six 6-3. Six Djokovic. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, he made Manorino look like a junior today. Although, having said that, Manorino's played back-to-back-to-back, five-set matches. The chances of him doing anything of importance today against Novak was about 0.0%, which is pretty much what we got. The but best thing- the worst part about that is it felt like he wasn't playing that badly no, in the first two sets. True. He just lacked that extra substance and he can't really put away, you know, he doesn't have like, a, he, he has to outplay the other guy and Novak didn't miss. No, he didn't miss. He and, didn't miss. And he knows what the guy's all about, right? Oh my God, Rublev is redlining oh. right now because he knows he's choking. I mean, not choking. Cramping. Cramping. That's the hilarious. Cra- the cramp is the choke of the muscle. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. So anyway, so Novak looked absolutely incredible today. Like, you know, he's still not 100%. There's no question he still has a cold. He's yeah. talked about it. He sounds um, like he's not 100%. We've all heard him in the interviews. Um, but having said that, absolutely flawless Well, today. and I remember yesterday at the podcast when I said I, I'm getting the feeling that he's... Um, aiming to peak in the second week which is incredible for me that you are that good confident. no confident of course but he can be confident right but also that good that you that you know i can be at 30 40 percent the first and week win. and still win. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, and i asked him about this i interviewed him today and i asked him about this and he said yeah you're absolutely right of course that's not a guarantee that i will win it but um but if you decide to play davis cup at the end of the year it doesn't give you a lot of time to recover your body, so you have to make a compromise somewhere, and that was the compromise he was he was willing to take. And I thought that was like, and um, that was a fascinating insight into his planning. You know how old he is comparative to Yannick Sinner, because, and we'll get into Yannick, but mm. 
I interviewed Yannick after he won today and Yannick said he couldn't wait to play again. And he goes, and I know oh. it's only been a month and a half. I couldn't wait to play again. I was like, oh, my God. Wait, do you mean Yannick's internet? <laughs> yeah, Yannick's internet. Uh, but anyway, well, we'll get into uh, Yannick's match. But Novak goes up now against Taylor Fritz, who just played fantastic today. Oh, my against God. Sitsipas. He was so – I don't think – and I've seen him – when Indian Wells, like I saw all three matches of his, the quarter, semis, and final, and I thought he played so well there. But this is the best I've seen him play, I think, yeah. Taylor, because he was coming to the net at times. I know. And, and I... he was always an amazing ball striker. He yeah. was always an incredible competitor. But there was something extra today. Well, yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, uh, he and I have had a couple of funny conversations of late about his <laughs> his inability to want or his... Um, not inability, but his, um, what's the word? He, he doesn't want to come into the yeah. net. He doesn't want to volley. He doesn't trust his, his volley. His resistance. Thank you, my friend, who English is not your first language. It's my third language. But you You're welcome. Speak better English than me. But um, his resistance to wanting to come into that, it's like the net is kryptonite to him. <laughs> and I'm like, if I had that forehand, and frankly, if you had my volleys, you'd be really good. <laughs> but, but he is, or if I had his forehand, I would have been good. But... But he just, the fact that he, he's aware of needing to come into the net, because when you play the players like Sitsipas, especially Sitsipas with his backhand, if you can mm. come in on his backhand, yes. you're going to win a lot of points. Yes. So if he's less resistant to coming into the net and work on it, and he, first thing he said to me today when I saw him, I said, well done, dude. You know, he's like, hey, did you see me coming in? <laughs> so he's aware of it. He mm. knows. And I said, listen, the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. And you may miss some, but you will make more than you miss if you keep coming mm. in. And so I think that's super important for him to keep coming into the net because you don't want to keep playing five set matches that you're playing 50 ball rallies. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Well, and with him, what I really like that he stuck with it through the end of the match and the dividends paid off in the end. Sometimes when you play a match, especially in a best of five, you make tactical investments in the beginning yeah. stages of a match that pay off much later. They pay off in the most stressful moments when the other one is feeling the pressure. And today in the third set and when it was so close in the tie break, sorry, not in the tie break, when he was about to break, yeah. um, you could see Tsitsipas framing a few of those backhands because he, he knew in. I can't, yes, he I can't slice it. I have to hit it and that's the shot that goes. That's and right. So the dividends came back that Taylor invested in the beginning stages of the match and, and he, he kept with it. And when he broke in the fourth, he, was, he came into the net and he mm. actually hit a couple of good volleys to, to break and it was just like, there you go, bro. You know, the more, as you said, the more you invest in coming in and getting better under pressure. I mean, Novak's a perfect example. Novak, I would say, was a little resistant to coming into the net mm -hmm. when he was younger but he finishes points at the net um and that's important uh to finish particularly when these guys all play so good from the back of the court oh my like, god deminor just saved match points so that's why match point it's five love it's it's not he's not it winning. wouldn't it wouldn't be that crazy if rublev wasn't cramping True, but, but Rublev is cramping, so you're feeling like, oh, this could maybe... Nah, we'll he's going to have to have a full body cramp for it not to happen. But yeah. anyway, so I'm uh, super happy for Taylor. Look, Taylor played Novak very, very, very um, well here a couple of years ago in the pandemic year. It's 8-0. and oh. Just so... I understand. Yes, yes. I get it. He played terrible at the US Open against him. But I actually think that... I don't think he's going to beat him. But I think that this is going to be he's a bigger, better match than... We certainly then we saw at the US Open. And I think he feels good about playing him on Rod Laver. He played him really tough a couple of years mm, ago. Five sets. And he is an, uh, there's no question he is a better player 
this year than even last year. Mm -hmm. I really think that he's matured a lot over the last couple of months and he can't carry on like a pork chop mm. in this match. He has to keep his shit together and use his big weapons. And we'll see. We'll see. He Actually, does, he's not going to win. But I do think that he needs, and this is, I think, a great challenge for him, if he wants to mature as a tennis player and if he wants to be dangerous in these Grand Slam tournaments, if he wants to be dangerous to the best players in the world right now, who are Novak and the others... Novak Plus, as I like to call the ATP tour. Yeah, Novak and. <laughs> Novak and, and dot, dot, dot. Um, he needs to add something to his game. So this is an opportunity for him to bring a little bit of dimension in his game, which he showed today. So today was a great Taylor, future Taylor maybe, um, on the horizon. And one thing he has added, which I think we, everybody can thank Carlos Alcaraz for this, is a... Drop shot. Forehand drop shot. Because mm. his forehand is so big that people naturally Back start off. backing mm. off. And then he puts that little inside out, very similar to Sinner as mm. well. Yannick um, internet has added that as well. He doesn't make it as much as, I mean, Carlos is so good at it. But um, What did you think of um, Stefanos Tsitsipas' shadow jumping jack? On match point, I saw you had a tweet about Absolutely it. Absolutely re-fucking-diculous. <laughs> Is that a word? I just made a word up. That was the most absolutely fucking ridiculous thing I've absolutely ever seen on a tennis court. I mean, I got a few people saying it was a bit of egotistry on But Reminiscent. What the fuck, dude? Like, you hit a shit half volley. It's in the air. Try and win the first point. of all. Strange surf and volley yeah, and that why surf. It wasn't then? a great surf. It wasn't a great surf to come in on. But even I know that, and I never played surf and but, volley. But but honestly, it would have been interesting if Taylor had missed that shot. That was a hundred percent hindrance. Oh right, one hundred percent hindrance. Yes, I never. So if he had lost the point, would they have called a hindrance? Because I tell you what, is it possible for them to review that? I don't know. It's not it possible here. That was only possible at the US Open. At the US Open, but here they don't have that rule in yeah, place, it, so they couldn't have. It would have been an interesting situation because yeah. if I was Taylor and I lost that point, I would be ropeable to the umpire. Well, you let's move on. You called Sinner. Yannick's internet match. Uh, you were courtside, so you got the honor and privilege of watching him up close. Yeah. See the small little ginger locks fly around maybe catch a a little pearl of sweat uh, i didn't get a pearl maybe of sweat. get a whiff of his um, i didn't get a fragrance pearl of sweat. maybe you know, can i tell you um i didn't tell you this uh, this morning or last night when we did the pod from last night but when medvedev won his match the other yesterday i was sitting directly across from him like literally as soon as he sits down the first person he had to have seen every time was me because it it was unavoidable i thought he looked a little bit unhappy during it's very possible but now i know why listen i love i love medi he's always very sweet and nice and funny but when he sat down when he won the match he looked directly at me and i was so happy that he won quickly because yes. i was so tired yesterday and i wanted to get out of there and uh, I looked directly at him and I gave a thumbs up and I pointed it at my watch. And I laughed and I went... Nice and I one. put the thumbs up and he started laughing. It was really quite funny. But anyway, um, Yannick's internet uh, was just... <clears throat> he was a little patchy at the beginning. He played Karen Kachanov. That was probably the strongest opponent he had to face it uh, was... in this tournament. And Andrei and Rublev. There you go. Rublev wins the fifth set, six love. So we'll get to that match. But um, 
Yannick was a little up and down, uh, didn't serve great. It was only at about 54% hum, uh, first serve percentage. And he, I spoke to him in after. In the match, in the entire match? <laughs> in the entire match. I spoke was to it him. windy? It was a little breezy. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't easy, but, mm. but still, that's not great stats for him. And it, the first one of the things that he said that he did not do well today is serve. Okay. So he's aware of that. I think his ball toss gets a little bit low, so he doesn't get that wrist snap mm-hmm. at the top that he needed today so, so he, he gets a little yeah he just gets a little bit fat on the mm-hmm. bottom of the racket string so i sometimes it, thought because i called all of his matches when he won toronto where he played so well it was his first um, masters I, 1000 yeah. um atp 1000 title he sometimes keeps on the first serve only he never does it on the second serve he has another thing on the second serve sometimes but on the first serve he sometimes keeps his racket too long, low, it's, it lags, and then he, yeah, and it he, lags. when he, when he gets it right, it's so perfect, <laughs> but it feels like it's one blink of an eye, and if he does it too long, he doesn't get up on time, and then he hits it uh, low, and then it flies long. Guess what? Which is why he needs to get his racket, his ball toss up a little higher because mm. of the lag. He needs it a little bit higher so the lag can catch up and still get it at its highest point. Mm. And I did see lag is L A G not L A G not jet lag, but yes. lag meaning <laughs> it's behind. Yes. It's it's, it's a little yes. labored getting up. Yeah. And so I, I actually talked to Darren Cahill about it after mm-hmm. the match and I I said to Darren, I just feel like his ball toss is too low on the first serve and he goes, yeah, I know. It's the one thing that we consistently try and get him to understand. Oh, interesting. So I said, well, you can tell him that Renee said his ball toss was too low on the first serve today. Well, that's going to and, change and, and, and the he, whole... He will absolutely listen now. Um, I, I believe that. I believe that. Why but I just want to say, he, believe... he, he didn't serve well. Mm. He didn't... He was a little patchy. He was shanking a few forehands. He was missing... He making unforced errors that he wouldn't make normally. But he still managed to get the first set. He played... And it, uh, Hachinov played an incredible point. It was 33-point shot rally, 15-30 at five all in the second, and Hachinov won the point to go 40-15 on his serve, mm. and, he, and he, you know, you know, was gesturing to the crowd after it. It was an unbelievably taxing point. Yannick did not lose a point after that point. He mm. broke serve. He won four points in a row, and then he won his serve to love, mm. and it was two sets of love like that. And that is fitness level. That is his capacity to play those really long points and mm. not get winded. And Hutchinoff tried to pull the trigger a little too early in mm. the next two points. Mm. And it was because he was still exhausted from the 1540 point. Oh, right. So for me, that shows Yannick's fitness level is unbelievably yeah. high. And also he he understood that that was a great point and not to get down about yeah. it. And he has an amazing ability to let go of shit mm. quickly. Mm. And that to me, he did not lose one point after that. And then in the third set, he was just too good. He raised his level in the third set, another level, oh, yeah. like 10, 15% higher in the mm. third set. And he said to me after the match, he was really happy with the way he finished because he did play very, very well. So, yeah. I mean, that, just you, the, you yeah. consider today was tough for him, yeah. a tough match. That's how good he's played in throughout the whole tournament. Yeah. He's not getting pushed at all. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Ryan Reynolds 
here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's, let's hear a little bit about Karen Khachanov, yeah. uh, the long-lost Hemsworth brother. Yeah. We have rediscovered him. He's in Australia. He's playing at the Tennis. Australian Open. Yeah. He's quite good. How does he look to you? He was gone for a while. Yeah, he, he was looks injured. good. Yeah, nice. I think it comes back to the fitness level just wasn't quite there. Yeah. I think he, because he's a big guy, mm. you know, he's about the same height as Yannick, maybe a little bit taller, but he's just bigger. Mm. And Yannick moves around the court with such effortless nimble he's so nimble he's very much like novak mm. where he's so flexible he gets down so low to the ball and there was a couple of times today where one of the things that really hurt karen was there was a bit of wind down one end mm. and if the ball was mid-court and as you know you've got to make a quick decision to get mm. up there and either hit it and come in or hit it and get back mm-hmm. and karen was like a little bit unsure and he hit it long because the wind was behind ah, him right. whereas yannick has that whip on his forehand and back end so he can whip it better with the wind and he gets so low mm. to the to the ground it's incredible for a guy so tall do you think it's interesting <laughs> or what do you think about it just in general whether you think that's interesting or not that the new successful body type on the men's tour is a bit different than it was maybe 10 years ago if we think of the flexible Yeah, because if you think of the guys that were good, I'm taking Federer Andy out Roddick. now, but Andy Roddick, Tsonga, Burdish, um, Del Potro, Del Pocho, those were huge guys with a lot of muscle mass who tend to get injured a lot. Yeah. And now I think Novak has really kind of revolutionized tennis, the body type for tennis, where he's much lighter. I mean, even um, Rublev, who just flexible. won, is quite skinny yes. and flexible and Medvedev. slides. Dimonor, uh, Medvedev, obviously Yannick. So yeah, I mean, you have to be, you have to be able to run and slide and be nimble and mm. flexible, and you have to have unbelievably strong core and legs. And tennis is a very, very taxing sport. So Yannick Sinner now goes up against Rublev. The two ginger heads are going to go at it. Mm. It's going to be awesome. Can who, who Rublev? Can the, Rublev win a quarterfinal match? Much more important question. Yeah. Who has the better? hair Yannick Sinternet or Andre Rublev I mean look at this guy we're looking at Rublev on the court right now and he he, he, he very, has so much hair it's unreal he has so much hair he's also very pasty he's very pasty and he's been in Australia and it doesn't matter I love him and I love the fact that his shirt says play for the kids I think everyone loves him like there is literally nothing he's crazy wrong with, and we love him Andre. for it so anyway yes. you've got crazy redhead Against and look who's interviewing <coughs> and another, who's interviewing another Jim Courier, another ginger head. So we anyway, love them. We love anyway, them. that's going to be an incredible quarterfinal, and of course Yannick <coughs> and uh, Rublev and Novak and Taylor Fritz. So now on the women's side, yes, Marta Kostyuk wins over Timofeeva, the qualifier. Mm-hmm. Marta won fairly comfortably. There was a few like uh, gestures to Sandra up in the coach's box mm. and losing her mind again, but she pretty much won that fairly comfortably today. Looked really good. I'm happy for her yeah. um, to get through to her first quarterfinal. 
she got to, I believe, the third round here as like a 15-year-old. Yeah, exactly. So she's like now old and married at like, what, 21? 21, exactly, yes. <laughs> um, so it's nice to see her get through. And she's good enough to be in this situation. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm shocked she's there. She's a good player. No, she's a very good player. And she actually, uh, I, I talked to her after the match. I interviewed her. And she was playing with a lot of variation today and she won 21 out of 29 coming to net, the net net points yeah, yeah. yeah i think you would be very happy with that yeah. and i asked her about that variety in her game and he, she said that in the off season they've been trying to put a bit more structure on it because it felt to her sometimes she could hit all the shots and she would sometimes try to do so and, not and now they are trying to put a bit more structure when to hit when to change it up and it seems to be working really well for her she's um she's and yes, the jaw fell apart a little bit there, but not as much as it did on the other side. Well, and she did beat because we sometimes forget because now she beat Timofeva and everyone's like, oh, that's such a good draw. She did beat Elise Mertens, who is playing a really good start yeah. of the season. 7-6 yeah. in the third in a two-hour 53. Yeah, epic battle. Epic battle. And that was Sakari's section. That was Sakari's section that um, fell apart. Sakari, so oh. she's there for a reason, Marta Kostyuk. She's playing very, very well. I see a wall in front of her because the wall I saw play today and the wall's name is Coco Goff. Man, yeah. she was bloody good today. Yeah. She was bloody good and I hadn't seen is her she that much. Was she bloody good or she's playing against a girl that she should no. be absolutely crushing? No, she was bloody, bloody good because okay. I was sitting courtside and I've never seen Coco play courtside. I've always watched her on screens or I played with her. I practiced with her. I've never seen her from the side. And yeah. the thing that was so stunning to witness the way she moves in and out of the court yeah. and the way she changes the margin above the net, the height above the net, depending on where she's positioned mm -hmm. in the court. I was like, man, this woman understands she's tennis 19. like no other and she's a teenager. Yeah. What in the world? It took me 16 years of studying this game meticulously to get even to 50% of what she already possesses, whether that is instinctively or because she consciously sees it. But every time she was caught a bit behind the baseline, whoop, a little spin, a little margin, and gets then bang, back, straight and back then in. bang gets into it and goes. And on, in the second set, the forehand did get a, a little bit, did go a little bit waywire. I will... Uh, waywire? Waywire, is that a word? Wayward? Wayward, yeah. Yeah, wayward. And we are just seeing Katie Balter hugging... Um, Alex, Alex Diminor, who looks very sad, and he played so well. I mean, it's hard. This sport is so so it's hard. It's brutal. This sport is so brutal. But um, yeah, so Coco up against Kostchuk. So two young guns going at it again. Women's tennis is so. It's get. It went through a phase where it was only like the older players that were doing well. Yeah. Now it feels like we're back to like the back to the early 90s yeah, with some of these true. young players so it's, it's, it's great to see and talking about young players one of the youngest <laughs> players that was still left in the draw the youngest player that was still left Mira in the draw Andreeva. she went out today against a very good Barbora Krejcikova um, especially in the, the first set was horrible from both <laughs> players it was it got it picked up it got so cold they played on John Kane Arena. It was so windy and both were playing absolutely terrible. <laughs> and they went off after the first set. Both of them went off. That's how bad it was. Even the they player went back who and won said, it. Oh, this is terrible. We gotta, <laughs> I think these so. people have paid money to watch us. Well, and they came back and I almost felt like they both picked up the level. And I almost felt like that was to Mira's detriment because, yeah. you know, when you hit the ball cleaner, that's worse if you play against Krejcikova because yeah. she has such incredible timing. So the better Mira played, the better Krejcikova played. Yeah. 
And then it just, she <laughs> was just physically done. Mira Andreeva. She yeah, was fighting, she was trying, but she was done. She's like, 16. You know, when she's four years from now, she will no chance lose a match like that because she'll physically, like Coco, and Coco was quite advanced athletically. But when you think about where Coco was at 16, very similar to Andreeva at some point because Coco was still skinny, mm. but she was quick and all that sort of stuff. But now she's a becoming a woman. Like, she is so strong, Coco. And I think Andreeva will also be maybe not as strong as Coco, but certainly as quick because mm. she's fast. Yeah, she's very fast. Um, and endurance. And she will have very great, and she I think, great endurance. has chutzpah. She's yeah. going to be less dramatic, yeah. less carry on, less, you know, yelling at the box and all that. And carrying on like a bit of a pork chop. She's going to be really fucking good in a year or two. She already is really good. She but already is. Krijikova managed to find a way. And look, and the know, last said she played so well, Krijikova. And, and I have to say champion. one. She is, and I have to say one thing. And I was so impressed by her. Um, she kept running to the net in the second set, and she was not making one point to the extent that I said on air I was courtside. To I was like, uh, is this the right game plan here, guys? Krijikova. What are we, Krijikova? Because she was not winning one point, but she kept backing herself, and all of the sudden she figured it out, and she didn't lose a point at the net in the second half of the second set and the third at all anymore. And I was like, okay, she understands what she's doing. She lost to Mira Andreva twice before already, oh, so she yeah, was zero two right. in head to head. And I guess she had put her, uh, she tried in the first set to do what she's always done, went out and Did was what? like, this is not working. I've lost five sets in a row now. What I got to do? What do I have to change? And what have I got to do to get a win? Exactly. And so she came back, changed the game plan. And even though it wasn't working, she backed herself. It paid off. And um, now and she's got a nice yes. little match up against Arena Sabalenka. The player of the tournament so far, really. She was I want to say Amanda Anisimova. What a great tournament she had. She's come back. What is the second tournament that she's been back for mm -hmm. since like seven months? Incredible tournament that she had. She beat some really, really good players on the way. But today was the first time where she walked on the court and she was not happy. Mm. She looked stressed. Mm. She looked like the expectation actually got to her mm. because she was four and one against Sabalenka. And you know she was asked about mm. that six bazillion times in practice. Well, you know you were, you're four and one against Sabalenka. You know you have a winning record against Sabalenka, i.e. you know you're supposed to win this match mm. now. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait a second. I'm not prepared to win this match right now. Not, I'm not prepared to be the favorite. Yeah. I'm prepared to come out like I have in every other match and be the underdog and smoked people. Mm. And all of a sudden it was like, I'm not to be supposed to be the favorite and smoke this girl. She's the number mm. two player in the world and the former defend, she's the defending champion. Mm. And I think it all just got too much for her because she was not happy. In the first mm. three or four games, she looked a little bit miserable, mm. to put it mildly. And then throughout the whole match, she was throwing a racket. She was complaining about the rain. She wanted mm. the roof closed. She was like bitching about shit. All normal when you know what that feeling is mm. like to be the... Not be the favorite, but to have a lot of expectation to play a great match. Well, interesting. And to possibly win. Yeah, it was similar with Mira Andreeva. Yeah. She had that a little bit First in time. her. Yes, because she was, as I said, 2-0 head-to-head against Krejcikova. And it just seemed like she expected herself to win this. Like, yeah. I won against her twice. Yeah, I sh I, oh like, shit, I'm actually the favorite. Is, yes, I should, I should win this. And also, Barbora hasn't... She's played 
herself back into the top 10, but she hasn't played as well as we've been used from her from yeah. the, for the past, uh, yeah. in the last season. So Amanda just, she made so many unforced errors at the beginning of the match. You could tell she was so frustrated. She was like, I can't make, at one point she turned around to Mark Lacero, her coach, and was like, I can't make anything. And, um, you know, the shame about it is if she just sort of been calmer, I'm sure she would have played better and been right into it. But Sabalenka just, she's too experienced now to let anything affect her and she won fairly comfortably in the end. Um, but nice to see Amanda Anisimova get back. So, but uh, the last player we will talk about, because we have them all, it's going to get shorter and shorter, but we are talking longer and longer, so we make it work. We make yeah. it work. The life balances are, but Arena Sabalenka has looked the best so far at yes. the Australian Open. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, you know, with, you know, top seeds dropping left and right, and the other side of the women's draw is so decimated. Not decimated. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, say that there's not great players in there. There's the Switzerlanders, but there is nobody other than Sabal, uh, other than Azarenka in that section of the draw that's been to a final mm. of a Grand Slam. Okay, think about that. Mm. The Kilinskayas, the Noskovas, um, the Yastremskas, Paolini, um, Kinwen J. Uh, mm. uh, Chinwen. Chinwen. Jong. If I get, like, Chinwen if I say Jong. it the wrong way, Caitlin's going to never, ever talk to me again. It's Chinwen Jung. Technically, it's Jung. Jung. Chinwen. Thank you. Okay. And Ocean. I, I mean, I'd, what do I know, right? Yeah, what I'm do I trying. know? You're German slash Serbian slash English slash, I don't even what know. What do I know? But, but you say it better than I do. But listen, anyway, Jinwen Chang is a player that I think can get to the semis. But listen, here's the deal, guys. We're getting to the nuts and bolts of this tournament. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you listening to us. It is almost midnight again here in Melbourne. I can't believe... You forgot to mention that tomorrow the most important match of the tournament oh, is Oh, that's on. right. Let, let me say it. <laughs> if you have a streaming service, you get to see Petco play at 11 o'clock local time. So get your streaming out and watch her play. On John Kane on Arena. On John Kane Arena at 11 o'clock. This is why if you follow Melbourne, me... Melbourne is being shut down because the Queen has finally arrived. <sighs> if you saw my Instagram story from yesterday, she's been working out. I have been drinking beer and she's been working out. So it's going to be very embarrassing. Tune I'll, in, I'll people. Everyone. Watch us on ESPN. And if you are not watching ESPN or if you watch the ESPN stream, you will also get Petco um, commentating the world feed. And uh, thanks for listening to us again, guys. We love you all. And we're going to say good night and cheers. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today 
at shopify.com slash records.